even if you can't vote, there's still a way you can uh, affect an outcome election, and that's by helping somebody else go vote. Hey, this is Mike. And this is Steve. And we don't know what we're doing. Each week we pick a different topic to learn more about, and then we try and chase up things about that thing because we don't know it. And this week we don't know why you're not voting. That's right. I mean, I'm voting. Are you voting? I'm voting. My ballot thingy is right here. Well, that's good. But I think a lot of people are not voting. Why? Well, that's what we wanted to find out this week, right? That's what we don't know. Yeah, that is what we don't know. (laughs) Uh, Mike, what's your what's your first memory of voting? Ooh, um, I believe my first memory was uh, absentee uh, back when I was in the army. Mm-hmm. I had to uh, send it in. So That's the first time out. you voted, I believe so. Yeah, I meant like, what's your first memory of voting in general? Memory of voting? Well, I mean, that would be my first memory of voting because that's when I first voted. So you, your parents never voted. You never saw them voting ever. They did. Well, my dad worked at a. A voting, a polling place. Ah, cool. I would go there after work or after school. It was like two blocks away and I would walk there and hang out while he was like running the show or Mm. doing something. I don't know. But we should call him and ask him what that was all about. Oh, okay. We'll do that later. All right. Cool. Cool. Special guest. But did you go into the vote? Like, did you go in to vote with your parents when you were little? Hmm. I don't remember that. Hmm. Probably not. I was probably at school and they did it while they were working. My parents always voted after work. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And our polling place was like in somebody's garage at the end of the street. What? Yeah. (laughs) So I remember going in and waiting in line for them to vote. And I was always so bored. Even though it only took like five minutes, but I hated going because it was so boring. And I was like, whose garage is this? Why are we in here? This is weird. Oh, yeah? And it was weird. It is a little weird. But I mean, at least... You know, somebody was offering that service for mm-hmm. people to come and vote. Yeah, for sure. I think it was cool to, like, see my parents doing that when mm-hmm. I was a kid, too. So then that gave me a basis to go do it myself when I got older. Ah. Yeah. Kind of interesting. Yeah. What was your first voting experience of your actual self-voting? Uh, I think I might have gone to that same house and voted then. Really? I can't remember. <laughs> I don't remember if that was my first one or when I was living somewhere else. But I I remember going to vote when I was like 18. Hmm. Yeah. I remember, though, I was definitely less interested in the outcome of a lot of things. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, there's so many things on a ballot. Yeah. And it's like, how do you research or find the like right information that all that stuff is so like legalese and like pages and pages worth of stuff it's like how do you kind of decipher that and yeah make a judgment from that exactly i mean why don't we talk about that because we got packets there's a lot of stuff on the ballot in california yeah we have like 12 propositions 12 proposals i think it's technically 11 propositions propellers yeah sure 12 (laughs) propellers 12 propellers but then there's a whole bunch of other positions. Like controllers? What's a controller? There's a lot of things here. Like PlayStation? I have been researching this stuff for <laughs> weeks, and I'm still not done. 
I'm not even going to get to mail this in at this point. I'm going to have to drop it off. I could do it for you. I don't think you can. What? Don't you have to have your ID to drop it off? Oh, you might be right. Exactly. But yeah, there's a lot of research. And I feel like maybe this is one of the deterrents to not voting is that (laughs) it takes a lot to understand what a lot of this stuff is about. Yeah, it does. Yeah. And to find like real information that's broken down or analyzed that, you know, the for the cons and the pros for the different things and, and the people. Like, where did the money come from that or it's yeah. like backing them? Exactly. So how did you go about starting to research your stuff this this time? I looked at the book and I said, wow, that's a lot of stuff to look at. So mm-hmm. I'm going to look at it digitally. Yeah. So I looked at the website, um, the government website. Why is digitally better than in the book? It's a bigger screen and my eyes are, oh. Ah, I yeah. see. So I can make it like 25 print scale what do you call that i don't know anymore. the font size or font size font size <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i can make it bigger i can read it gotcha my old eyes my did you go to eyes. other sources other than the official government ones yeah so some of the things i i looked at the the government one but then i also like did a separate search on a different tab and looked up like that proposition and then looked at a few things um like different sites that related to it Mm -hmm. yeah want to get some more information me too i feel like i try to get a well-rounded perspective on where something is coming from and what it's actually about okay 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 i know i mentioned this earlier to you but can we talk about like about the (laughs) what your vote means part oh god in the official ballot guide you mean yeah it's It's stupid a yes vote means that this will pass a no vote means that this won't pass it's like that's common sense why would you Thanks, genius. Right. Yeah, it's Captain yeah. Obvious. Right a lot there. of them are not written well at all. No. Yeah. And that's the tricky thing, too, I think, um, with propositions and whatnot. Mm-hmm. It's like they're written, and then, you know, something might be like a catchword. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, gas prices lowered. Right. Or lower gas prices, and right. that's like the big draw. But if right. you read into it, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, but it's going to do all this negative stuff. Right. or. Yeah, you know, it's all like these they're, other written, they're written to trigger or deceive you, yeah. depending on what the goal is. Or scare you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Scare tactics. Yeah. It's I wish things Halloween were just simpler. Anymore. I wish things were just simple. Yeah. Yeah. It's not that way, though. Well, uh, I think we wanted to get kind of a good sense of what it's actually like to be on the front lines of some of this stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, we kind of talked about some of our early memories of voting and things like that. But we wanted to kind of get a sense of what it's actually like to be out there and working with your community and making sure that that polling place is up and ready. Yeah. And your dad was someone who used to do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, uh, there's some questions I have for him because like I said earlier, like I was young and I didn't really understand what was happening. I just knew that he was there. He was kind of in charge of something mm-hmm. and you know, it would be a great learning experience yeah. to, uh, kind of dive deeper with him. Yeah. So we interviewed him a little bit ago and got some good stuff. Um, some really interesting information, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So should we play a bit of that interview now? Yeah, let's go ahead and add that in right here. Hello? Hey, Dad. Hey, what's going on? Not much. Just recording the podcast. Right. I reached out to you because I remember that when I was younger, after school, on voting day, 
um, you were working at the polling place at um, Days of All Park, I think. Correct. Yeah. And so it was at a gym. Was that right? It was at the park clubhouse, which inside, it was outside was a basketball court. Inside was uh, the clubhouse. So, yes, it was at the park clubhouse. Yeah. So you were, what were you doing there? You were the, the judge or? Well, at, uh, at 18, I was elected as the uh, Democratic Precinct Committee person and our precinct here in Houston, Harris County, uh-huh. uh, in the east end, east part of Houston, mm-hmm. uh, the Magnolia Park, what's called referred to as Magnolia Park, uh-huh. uh, was Precinct 65. And uh, you had a Democratic Precinct Committee person and you had a Republican Committee Precinct person. Okay. And whichever, um, whichever uh, turned out the most votes would generally conduct all the elections, the general elections, as well as the primary party elections for their party. So since I was a Democratic committee person, I would conduct the Democratic primaries. And because the Democrats would vote in higher numbers in our precinct, which consisted of about 2,000 registered voters in mm-hmm. the neighborhood. And uh, so I would conduct not only the Democratic primaries, but also any other general elections and special elections in our precinct. Wow. At, you said at 18, 19? Uh, well, I, I believe it was 19. Yes. I believe yeah. it was 19. So w- what got you kind of interested in, um, like politics and voting? Uh, well, I want to say it started way back when I was like 13 years old, a neighbor who lived behind our house, uh, his n- uncle was running for city council. He actually wanted us to help him in his campaign. And what we actually did was start walking door to door. He could give us some campaign literature and mm-hmm. go walking down. He'd take us down to some streets in the neighborhood, and we'd go passing out uh, his flyers his, uh, for his campaign. Mm-hmm. So that was the first time I actually got involved in a political campaign. And then about three, four, five years later, uh, well, actually not even that long, maybe about three years later, my neighbors across the street who were in college, uh, they were politically active, and they would invite me, and I would go with them to different uh, campaign uh, headquarters and just watch all the activities that was going on. So I started getting involved. So I saw all the energy and enthusiasm and, and by all the volunteers at the different campaigns. And so that was just, you know, kind of exciting to see all that. And you wanted to join and, and volunteer and become a part and, and different campaigns. Mm. So were you like hoping to make a change or? Well, I was, I was volunteering and that volunteering and campaigns, it involves a lot of different things, but ultimately it is supporting the candidate and the issues that they're uh, pursuing and, and uh, supporting and, and the same ideas and issues that you're, uh, that you're concerned with. Mm-hmm. So generally, yeah, I mean, it, it was similar ideas, and, uh, and so that's, that's where I would get involved in campaigns, based okay. on the candidate's ideas. And then how did you become... Uh like actually voted in to uh, work at the polling station. Right. Yes. Now, the name, that neighbor that used to take me to campaigns, he was actually the Democratic committee person in the precinct before I was. So he was moving out of the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And so when he moved out, he had to resign, couldn't run for re-election. Mm-hmm. And so once I decided to, to run, I filed an application to run. And then it was a matter of going door to door to all the different neighbors and 
knocking on doors and uh, asking for their support and their vote. Do you find any pushback or any like uh, people that didn't no, want to? Absolutely so... not. Absolutely not. I mean, uh, in fact, I don't believe anyone even ran against me. Oh, wow. So I won. Even, but even regardless, I still went door to door asking for people's vote. And uh, that's the that's the traditional way of campaigning. Mm-hmm. And uh, for, what, for any position, were Grandma and Grandpa involved at all, or they supported you? Yes, absolutely. That they uh, they helped, of course, uh, a lot. They they were in the they lived in the neighborhood. They used to live in the neighborhood for years, uh, and so they you know that's one form of campaigning is you get your family to start talking to their fam other our other family members other friends, their friends, and asking people to come out and vote. And then, so when you actually got into becoming, uh, you know, to that role and on election day, what, what was that like? Tell me about a day in the life of the precinct election judge. Well, it starts off with a day or two before the actual election. You usually have to go pick up your materials. You're going to have to pick up your election materials. But even before then, you're in charge of hiring a staff to help you for election day generally between four and six people, depending on the size of the election, depending on the type of election and what the turnout's going to be. Mm-hmm. You know, the primaries, you're going to have you know, four to six helpers, uh, workers that you're going to have to hire for the day. Mm-hmm. And uh, special elections, which come very infrequently, which are held on Saturdays, very low turnouts. Generally, you may get a couple of workers. And uh, so we pick up the material, have the people ready, uh, election day, we'd have to get there about 6 in the morning, 5.36 in the morning. The polls open at 7, mm-hmm. close at 7. So we'd be there uh, We'd be there for anywhere between 14 and 16 hours wow. for that day. Uh, because it started, we'd have to get there before and set up the polling machine. Mm-hmm. The polling machines would be dropped off uh, at the clubhouse, inside the park clubhouse. Mm-hmm. So we'd have to actually get there before, set the machines up, uh, have all the material ready, uh, so when at seven o'clock we'd open up the, the doors and start letting people come in to vote, uh, and of course at seven o'clock we'd close. However, uh, we'd have to uh, we'd have to actually count the ballots to make sure we knew how many people showed up to vote mm-hmm. uh, and uh, get those ballots together, and then we'd have to put up the machines, and then I would drive down the results to the uh, county clerk's office and uh, go through a process. You know, different stations in there to you finally get through and drop off your results so that they would actually tabulate them there. So it was a long day. And so it was it was it was a long day, but it was <laughs> the more people that showed up, the easier the day well, not the easier, the faster the day went because we'd stay busy. And mm-hmm. that was always the best part is and that's when we'd have the biggest turnout, which at the time was still not very high a high percentage turnout, maybe eighteen to twenty percent of the two thousand voters, but um, but that was a good turnout for us at that time. So you mentioned that there wasn't a high turnout. Do you have any ideas why there wasn't a high turnout there in the neighborhood? Uh, yes, I did. Because as I mentioned, when I campaign, I would, I would go knocking door to door and mm-hmm. ask for people to, to vote for me. And also when I was helping other candidates, I'd be walking down our neighborhood and the precinct and I'd be talking to voters. And generally the term was, uh, they just didn't feel that uh, elected officials were doing anything for them. Probably a lot of the same thing you hear now mm-hmm. is they just didn't think their vote made a difference. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, a lot of times I'd say they're trying to trying to show them how their vote did make a difference. But uh, but I think ultimately that was a big part of it. They're just uh, some of it was just voter empathy. 
How did you try to, you know, what did you tell them or what did you say to them that you were trying to get their, uh, their minds changed about voting? Well, um, I guess the, well, the main thing I was, I try to explain to them is that if they didn't vote, then they really didn't have a, a chance of making any change or a difference into how they thought that nothing was getting accomplished. If they did vote, then they could hold somebody accountable for mm. either doing something or not doing something. But if they didn't vote, it was hard to keep somebody else accountable. Accountability was shifting to them for not for not voting and not making somebody accountable for yeah. not doing anything. So you you talked about accountability, and were there issues that were important to you that and why you, you got involved? Yeah, there were lots of issues uh, that were important. Uh, as being a Hispanic, uh, there was just uh, a lot of the same issues that generally most Americans face. However, because of our ethnicity and as Hispanics, mm-hmm. uh, some of the same issues are popping up: immigration, mm-hmm. um, equality uh, in different areas, whether that was in work, uh, in representation, in private businesses. It was just important to to see more hispanics in leadership positions and so those are some of the issues that i thought were important so seeing remembering back then uh how it was and those issues that were important to the community and to yourself how do you feel things have changed or are they still the same or what are what are some things uh you want to talk about on that subject well i think what i'd like to talk about there's lots of things i like to talk like talk for forever as you know but I think what, what I, I see is I see a lot of potential here in Houston and Harris County and all across the country, really. Mm-hmm. I, I see a potential for uh, the younger Hispanics, the younger and younger uh, millennials uh, to really make a really powerful and poignant change of direction uh, of this country. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I think it's very, very close to, to happening. And we just need a lot more uh, communication, and uh, we need to reach out and let them know the importance of voting and the impact it can have and the importance on how they can actually start guiding this country. You know, as, as someone who's been involved in politics for, gosh, over 40 years, mm-hmm. um, you know, we're not going to be around much longer, but I can see y- y'all are going to take over, or they're going to take over, and so... And I think there's a big potential because it seems like maybe the country's not doing too well in some issues. And I think uh, I think their input is very important. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think their vote is definitely important. And uh, the candidates that are running now can and can really shape the direction of the country. And and the under 35 vote can definitely make a, a big difference in deciding that. Uh, for here in Houston, Harris County, the predominant voter. The majority of voters are age 15 over. So wow. those are the ones that decide the elections here in, in Harris County, Houston. So if we can get a younger base coming in uh, to vote, and uh, then then they can actually start dictating because it's eventually going to be their chance to their opportunity to uh, govern and to lead this country. And so their votes are going to have a big impact on, on how the direction of the country is going to go. And particularly Hispanics, here in Harris County, um, we've had a large term. We've had early voting for mm-hmm. the uh, general election here in, in November, 
And uh, in the age 35 and under, we've got it. We've so far had a 25% turnout, which is very high for the uh, for that age group, 35 and under. So you you mentioned that it's important for you know everyone, but also you mentioned Hispanics or Latinx. Um, why do you think it's important for them to or us to turn out? Uh, it's important for various reasons, but I think one of the main things is um, mm-hmm. um, here in in uh, in Houston and Harris County, we're over forty percent of the population, and mm-hmm. so some whether it's city, whether it's county uh, elected offices, we have a small, very small percentage of elected officials. So I think if we have elected officials based on our population, then mm-hmm. that's important because then some of the specific needs to the community will can be addressed because those elected officials, number one, are more aware of those issues relating to the Hispanics, mm-hmm. and number two, because then they're, they're going to have the numbers to vote together to mm-hmm. get some more of those uh, necessary uh, services to the, to the population, to the Hispanic population. Totally. Yeah, minorities in general. I think um, you know exactly whatever whatever minorities they are. But you know, it's it's like the majority should have a reflective uh, percentage proportion of elected officials for that majority of that population, whatever they may be, whether it's Asians, whether it's African Americans, whether it's any other ethnic group, should have a proportionate elected officials to to a specific area. And I, and I see and here, like I said, we're, we're seeing more young people, more young Hispanics coming out to vote. Uh, and so in early voting here in, in uh, Paris County. Mm-hmm. And, I, and, I, and I hope it's going around all across the country because it should. Regardless of what ethnic, ethnicity you are, you should go out to vote. So what do you think is driving that? Why do you think more young, why do you think more young Hispanics are coming out this time than previously? You know, it's, it's, uh, that's a good question. And... Uh, and I think uh, it's a lot of things, but I think primarily it, it's it's unfortunate that right now it seems like a lot of emotions are what driving people to go vote mm-hmm. instead of uh, instead of what should be driving us is is the our, issues. you know our duty to go vote because we all should go vote. You know we're all given the right to vote that are citizens or nationalized here, regardless of what where we came from. If we're nationalized or citizens, we have a right to vote, mm-hmm. and we should all use that right. Uh, just number one because that's our constitutional right. But I think it's more our civic duty to do that as well, because uh, because it's our duty to make sure that we elect people who are qualified and, and who can really do a good job to represent us and uh, as a whole and to uh, to make our quality of life better. However, I think right now the, uh, you know, the immigration issue, I think right now, has really stirred up a lot of Hispanics in general, not only the young ones, but the older ones. So being out there in Houston in a predominantly Hispanic neighborhood, have you seen um, initiatives or like people coming together to, you know, get out the message to go and vote? Absolutely. Yeah, I've seen both parties out there, the Democrats and the Republicans, mm-hmm. uh, out there trying to get out the vote. There's always events going on. Uh, we just finished early voting Friday, mm-hmm. and now there's no voting until Election Day, which is the next Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Actually, 25% of, from what I understand, 25% of the the early voters were first-time voters. Wow. Under 35. That's very, very unusual. It's, it's great to see that. Mm-hmm. It's letting us know that younger people, for whatever reason, something has motivated them to come out before where they've never come out before. Hmm. 
And this is not a presidential election. This is the midterms. Which yeah. The turnout is generally lower in midterms than presidential elections. So that's pretty surprising for you all to see that? Very surprising, but, but a pleasant surprise. To me, I, I, it's whether whatever you, whoever you're going to vote for, whatever party you're going to vote for, as long as people come out and vote and exercise the right to vote, that's that's exciting. Cool. Well, that's a, a lot of information. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry I gave you a lot too much. Oh no, 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 uh, this is great. Um, however, you know there were there were a couple of little instances, uh, you know, while I was the uh, election judge there mm-hmm. that stood out. I mean, some of the most rewarding ones were when you'd have when I would have a, uh, a senior citizen come in, Hispanic senior citizen, whether it was a male or female, they'd come in mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, they'd show up to vote. And of course, everyone that showed up, we always greeted everyone very friendly and welcoming to, you know, we appreciate they came in, mm-hmm. knew, uh, that it wasn't always the easiest thing. Sometimes it was raining, sometimes it was cold, mm-hmm. but they'd show up. So we'd try to welcome everyone inside the uh, polling place with a smile and a warm greeting. But, you know, one of the, the more rewarding ones uh, would be when, experience for me would be when a senior citizen would come in and they'd come up to me and you know they could they were in spanish most of the time it was in spanish mm-hmm. they tell me that they couldn't read they couldn't read so they, mm-hmm. they needed some help and so we were there to help them and that's that was part of our job not only to run the election but to help them vote the way they wanted to vote wow so when someone would come tell me they couldn't read or write Mm-hmm. Then you know I'd ask them just to simply place a mark an X on their name. Mm-hmm. You know they bring me their they bring in their uh, voter registration card, show it to me. Uh, but then you know, but I'm sure that was very uncomfortable to, to share that with me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know I appreciate it they did. But uh, you know they tell me they couldn't read or write, so we you know sign them in, I take them over to the to the voting machine, mm-hmm. uh, read to them each name, you know the party, each name, what they're running for. And I could tell, you know, and when I got to the name, you know, I'd give them the various names of mm-hmm. the candidates, what they're running for. And I'd say, okay, now which one do you want to vote for? Well, when I would call out the name, I could tell which one they wanted to because they kind of perk up and they remember <laughs> the name of the person they want to vote for. Hmm. So, uh, so, and then after we went through the whole thing, those would be a little more time consuming, but we, you know, we did those. But I remember after we go through all that, you know, get them, you know, get their votes all tallied. And uh, they'd walk away with a really good sense of accomplishment. I mean, they came in, you know, having to disclose something that was uh, probably embarrassing to them, mm-hmm. you know, that they didn't know how to read or write. And then, you know, coming in, voting, getting that done, and leaving, they were, you know, they were so excited to leave knowing that they had voted. Hmm. That's great. Yeah. So well, that was when those were the, the, you know, some of the good times here. Is it stuff like that that does that kind of motivate you to keep active in the community with politics when you when you think back to things like that? Absolutely, absolutely. You know, those people worked hard their entire lives here, mm-hmm. uh, lived here probably their entire lives in the neighborhood, and for them to uh, even at their age to make the effort to to get out there and do what young people, what working people, you know, could do in a few minutes, it take them thirty minutes, and they still would make that effort. Uh, that yeah. Absolutely, that that motivates me to uh, to keep pushing for, to to remind other people to go out to vote. How are you supporting the voting process today? Uh, today, I am uh, I volunteer in a couple of campaigns, helping a couple of friends run mm-hmm. uh, for different offices, 
as well as the uh, the party office here in Harris County. So I'm just uh, staying a little bit busy and just keeping up with uh, with, with what's going on in in uh, government politics uh, and just everyday life here in the neighborhood. Awesome. Do you have any closing uh, things you want to let our listeners know about voting? Uh, yes, I you know and just one thing. Every time this last couple of weeks while early voting. When I see people, friends, family, whoever I see, I always remind them have they voted. And if they didn't vote early, I always remind them, don't forget. So there's, there's even if you can't vote, there's still a way you can uh, affect an outcome of an election, and that's by helping somebody else go vote. It's a great message. That's a great message, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, thank you again, Dad. Really appreciate it. You're, you're welcome. You're welcome. All right. We'll talk to you later. All righty. All Thanks. right. Thanks. Bye. Okay. Don't forget. Go vote. Okay. <laughs> we will. All right. <laughs> All right. Bye. 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 Wow. That was really educational. Yeah, it was. It was really interesting to hear a lot about the part of the process that you don't think about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and it's it's great that he's still like helping out and still encouraging people to go vote because it's a it's a really important thing I think. Mm-hmm. And there are some interesting things he said, like when your dad was talking about how, um, like this election is people are using it as uh, emotions are driving people to mm-hmm. go out and, and vote more. Mm-hmm. It's kind of interesting because I'm I'm sure that's one hundred percent true. Yeah, but at the same time, it's kind of like well, why why don't we use our emotions to go vote every time? You know. Just because it's not in our face all the time, there's always important issues of some kind. On the yeah, top, you know, I don't know. It's maybe people just don't care. I don't know if it's they don't care. I think it's maybe just when some things are blown up so much that it's in your face and on TV all the time. Mm-hmm. Maybe you care more. And I think there's also going to be the side of people where if something affects you personally, yeah, and it's on the ballot, then you're probably gonna you're more likely to vote, I would say. Yeah. And be not, um, was it apathetic? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So what did you think about how your dad talked about voting being really important for the Hispanic community? I a hundred percent agree with him. I think it's very important, especially like he said, there was a, you know, lack of the representation in the, those positions. And I think, you know, not only it's important for the, the community to have those, the representation in those, um, seats, Mm -hmm. but also like, you know, having like the kids growing up or the young, you know, young people seeing that, seeing that representation in those, you know, powerful positions or, you know, political positions, I think that could encourage them that, Hey, you know, I can do that too. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I can help to make change or, you know, better the community or, you know, whatever. Yeah, for sure. I thought it was interesting that he mentioned, um, particularly for Harris County or, or Houston, mm-hmm. where he is and where you grew up, that 40% of the population is Hispanic. Because that made me think about, wow, I wonder what the population makeup is here. And mm-hmm. in our zip code here, where we live, mm-hmm. it's almost 30% is Hispanic. Really? Yeah. Huh. Now that you know that, do you feel like we are well represented? <laughs> or that, or that your your you are well represented. Hmm. In what positions? In, in our in, leadership. 
I don't think so. No, no. It's kind of interesting. It's weird, like thinking about it that way. The way, the way that your dad put it. Yeah, it made me think about it different. Yeah, yeah. Well, but I mean, to to what he talked about, Harris County and Houston is huge, mm-hmm. and this this um, this place is a little you know, way smaller. Yeah, but this is what the most diverse city in the U.S. That's or, what they say. Yeah, that's what they say, and yeah. they they know all. So they yeah. If it's on the internet, it's true. Yeah. So. And if it's on the Mike and Steve podcast, it's 100% true. <laughs> so, hmm. yeah. Disclaimer, not everything is true. <laughs> Hashtag lies. <clears throat> Hashtag inarticulate. Hashtag inaccurate. Hashtag fake news. Yeah. That's a lot of hashtags. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I thought that was really interesting. There's so many interesting things that your dad was talking about, especially about how long that day is for poll workers. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. You don't really think about it. Cause you're just moly. in and out. Of course. Exactly. You're there for, you know, two to five minutes every election. And mm-hmm. man, that's like 12, 15 hour days that they're working. That's yeah. insane. That is kind of crazy. So yeah. you get a little more appreciation for the people that work there. Mm-hmm. Also thought about like the level of trust that is required of people. Mm-hmm. Cause he talked about driving the results down to yeah. the, the county or whatever. And getting it delivered that mm. requires a lot of trust on the behalf of people it does yeah of course it's obviously going to be different in different states and counties and things mm-hmm. like that but still really interesting so wrapping it up steve what would you say to listeners that might be thinking about not voting i'd say get your butt to the polling place because you can't complain if you don't put your tick marks on the page or connect the lines on the page this is your future, and these are the people that are supposed to be representing what you want and what you think, and this is the time to do it. All right. I think it's better to vote on the things that you're passionate about than nothing at all. So, you know, we talked about this is a long, complicated process, and there's a lot of research, but if there's something, even one thing that you're really passionate about and you feel really strongly don't be apathetic. Go out and vote for at least that one thing. I mean, yeah. At least you're voting, right? That's right. Why do you think it's important? Um, because everybody else is doing it. Okay. Not everybody else, but... <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, most people are not. <laughs> so why is it important that you do? You want to get that representation in and you want to get you know people that believe in the same things you do or you know push things that you might want pushed or maybe you're voting against things that you don't want to go through Mm -hmm. you know you want to look out for not only yourself your family but your kids maybe in the future maybe their kids you know because things are going to impact you know possibly impact for years to come from what gets what the outcomes are of these elections yep so I mean, go out we're there. still using a voting system hundreds of years later. Yeah. So, yeah. Get out there and vote. That's right. Mm-hmm. Take grandma, too. She needs the ride. That's right. Mm-hmm. Okay. So is that it for this week? I think so, yeah. Okay. Music for the show is by Adi Goldstein and Dimitri Panoff. And vocals for the opening theme song are by Chad Conselmo. Thanks, Chad. Steve is tired. Steve is tired. I have to edit a lot. <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for listening and subscribing. Uh, We really appreciate your comments. Go out there and vote. Go vote. This Tuesday. Show us your uh, sticker. Show us your sticker online, on the Twitter, or on the Facebook. Your your voting sticker, please. Yes. Not your scratch and sniff. (laughs) All right. Until next week. Bye. Bye.
Sure, I'm going to try to keep it nonpartisan, right? Beto, Beto, right? Okay. <laughs> <laughs>